to be honest, I'm even more proud of like 500 episodes than I am of like 9 million downloads because I can't control that as much as I can control my own consistency. So for anyone listening into this, like what are the controllable things and what does success look like to you in this season of life? And how can you build up your own confidence? Cause you've got to be on your own team. Hey, babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited and not going to lie, little fangirling today. We have Keisha on the show today. You guys, I'm sure you all know, love and adore her. Keisha, welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have you here today. Jillian, I am pumped to talk about all the things and thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I just want to dive right in and get this party started. So one of the things that we talk about inside of my world and my community is community building. And I always say like, when I think about community building, when I think of like the go-tos for communities, you are like right at the top of the list. So for the people that are just starting out trying to build a community, what are like your go-tos for people? Yeah, it's interesting. So when I started Empower Her, my podcast back at the end of 2018, the reason I started it is because I was a huge podcast fan, like listening to other people's shows, but it felt as if there were a lot of women that were like five steps or even like five years ahead of me. And they were giving advice in hindsight. And um, that was really helpful because I think sometimes it's nice to borrow belief from somebody else that's a little further down the path of like, oh, if she can do this, I can too. Mm -hmm. But what I was personally craving was like a girlfriend that was like side by side with me where the positioning was like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. I'm ugly crying on my bathroom floor. Like, come with me. Let's figure this out together. And to anyone listening, I think sometimes if there's something that you're craving or there's a problem that exists in the world that's kind of bugging you or something's not being represented the way you think it should, often it's because you're supposed to be the representation. And when I got this like feeling of like, gosh, I'm craving this type of community. I'm personally craving this type of show. It's like, well, what if I just start it? So when I started the podcast, the intention was like, let's have the positioning like we're girlfriends chatting over spicy margaritas. And I'm not going to like try and be an expert because I think sometimes like being a human is hard Uh enough sometimes. So it's like, if you're going around and you're like putting on a show, pretending like your shit's always together, it's Mm -hmm. like, that's so exhausting. And I would rather spend my time like figuring out how to get myself lit up and pour into other people than pretend. So that's what was really nice. And for anyone listening, I think sometimes we think that we have to be an expert or we Mm -hmm. think that we have to have all of the steps in order to take that first step. But it's like, gosh, 
I've built a community and turned into all sorts of different things that I do at this point in time that started from this like internal, just like visceral feeling Mm -hmm. that I was trying to shove down. And instead I was like, no, I'm just Mm going to start this and people are going to connect with you being real. Mm -hmm. So I think if anyone's struggling with building community, it's asking yourself, like, who would you be most excited to serve Mm -hmm. and what's your positioning with that person? And also, can you bring them more behind the scenes and bring them more along on the ride? Because people crave that connection with people, not like perfectly polished robots, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that you said that I want to dive into. One, I'm going to go backwards. And the first thing that you said was like, nobody wants like the perfect polish, like all the time. Right. And I know from the very first time I slid in to your Instagram, I'm not even sure how I found you. I was like, she's goofy. She's funny. She's silly. She's a little weird. Like her feed is not perfectly curated. And that's what I actually loved about it. And even now, like with the massive success that you had, like you are still like, so just real every day. So the person that's listening to this right now, like you don't have to have like the perfect curated feed or the perfect Instagram or like even the podcast. So like, talk about that first. Yeah. Well, I think like sometimes we're hiding behind that because we want to like, please everyone, or we've got these like people pleasing tendencies. Mm -hmm. But to me, I'm like, it just, it's too exhausting to try and be for everyone. And I just don't want to water myself down, but it's also noticing like, what are you attracted to personally? Mm -hmm. And I've always been really attracted to personality types of like men or women. It doesn't matter that are just like really honest, really raw, really themselves. Mm -hmm. And it also just kind of like from my nervous system, I feel safe around people that you can just tell they're just being themselves, whether we're similar or not, doesn't matter. And so like, I've noticed that I'm always attracted to that. I'm like, I want to be more of that. I think that's what our world needs is more people that are unapologetic about who they are, the way that they approach things. And, you know, I used to have this insecurity really early on in business about because I am goofy and a little bit like messy and all over the place. And I'm not like detail oriented. And I was the person that scrappy got into like the mastermind that you're in now. And I was like, I don't have an email list. I don't know what I'm doing. Nobody. That's how I am this year. I am like, that's how I am this year. Everyone's like doing all this crazy stuff. I'm like, me, I feel like I'm yeah. yeah, it's like you just you figure out a way to do it. But I, I'm like, yeah. but that example needs to be shown too. So for anyone listening, and it's like, what are you attracted to? But also like, what do you feel like is missing? And I just felt like there were a, there's a missing spot in business where women are just totally themselves, even if they are goofy or weird or all over the place, but also can see massive success because it's so real and you can do it your way. Like I've, I had someone reach out to me recently that asked me to speak at her event. And she was like, I'd love for you to come and talk about funnels. And I was like, did this email get sent to the wrong person? Because like, I don't even know what the F of fun, like, I don't even know anything about funnels. Like, I know that like my podcast is my top of funnel, but like, I'm like, I'm not the girl for that. So it's also being like confident enough to own, like, what's the lane that you're excited to be in and trust that somebody needs to see you doing it your way to give them permission to do it their way too. And that's always been a big fuel source for me is like, I'm just going to be messy. I'm going to be scrappy. And that's, worked for me this far. And like, you know, there's a need to like develop as your business grows and like take things like certain parts of it seriously. Like, what are you outsourcing? Where are you spending your money? All of that stuff. But like, I think it still can be really scrappy and fun and I'm still doing it that way. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we are all scrappy and fun over here. I mean, that's exactly how like we run this business. We talk about it a lot on the podcast. And I think again, like it shows like you can do it your way. I mean, the amount of podcasts that I get on and people are like, you know, this is on video, right? I'm like, 
Yeah, this is how I look every day. My hair's not washed. I'm in a Britney shirt. Like, it's just who I am. And it's how I'm going to look if I come and speak at your event. Like, my hair will probably be washed. But, like, this is who I am. And I'm not yeah. going to down for anyone else because I'm in, like, a different spot here or there. So I think that's so important. I think it's such an important message for entrepreneurs, too, because that's really the magnetism, right? Like, that's really what makes you you. And that's really what makes you stand out. The other thing that you said that really, really stuck out to me was that you have this podcast where it's like you and your besties alongside together. Yeah. And I know from the very first day, again, that I started following you. I was like, I feel like Keisha's my bestie. And yeah. like, I don't even really know her. And it's funny because you're like one of your real life besties is one of my clients. And I always say, I'm like, does she know that I feel like she's my bestie, but like, really, <laughs> she's like your bestie in real life. And she's like, you know, that's Keisha's vibe. That's how she wants to do everything. And I think that that is so important for people to understand, like, that is like the brand and that's who you are, but that's also like who you are as a person. And yeah. even at this level of success, it's like, you're still answering the DMs. You're still letting people know, but it's because that's what you wanted your brand voice to be. I'm assuming from the beginning. Yes, for sure. Because also I think sometimes as our business grows, mm -hmm. we start outsourcing a lot of things. And I'm really aware of like, what's actually going to keep me in it and what's going to make me excited. And what's the parts that I love that? Yeah. Maybe for example, answering DMS, you know, at the beginning of my journey, especially with growing the podcast, which took off pretty quickly, but early on, it's like, I wasn't getting tons of DMS about it. Like I was just starting to get my footing and now it's grown a ton, but it's still such an important piece to me because I want to know my community. Like that's what actually lights me up. I want to feel like when I meet people that come to events or join programs I'm doing that I'm like, I have that connection piece. Like that's why I'm actually doing this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, Jillian, like starting a podcast, you're not doing it to like hear yourself talk. Like <laughs> I don't want to hear myself talk. Like I really no. want to connect with people. And so it's like, if that's truly the ethos of like why I want to do this, then I can't outsource no. the heart part. And honestly, one of the biggest challenges that I faced is like business-wise is trying to figure out how to scale intimacy because mm -hmm. I do want to have that connection, but there also is only so many hours in the day. So it's right. figuring out like what's the best platform to do it. And it's why like for example, from a business perspective, I've leaned heavily into text messaging mm -hmm. versus email. Although I'm doing both, it's I feel like texting is more like the positioning that I love with my community, which is like, we're girlfriends. Like I text my girlfriends. I'm not sending an email to my girlfriends and not that both aren't important, but it's like, how can you figure out a way to do this in a way that actually does feel aligned for you? I don't get caught up and be on a, being on every single platform mm -hmm. because I don't want to take my energy. Like I love being on Instagram and getting to connect with people there because I can create that depth of connection. So it's like, choosing that too, and not getting yourself overwhelmed where you feel like you're running around, like, you know, just completely depleted and you have no energy to actually give to yourself, which in turn, then you can give to other people as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. And I mean, let's just talk about energy. Like you are how many weeks pregnant right now? Congratulations. Uh, thank you. I'm 24 weeks pregnant. Oh my I'm, gosh. Congratulations. I'm, growing a, I'm growing a penis while we're talking. I'm sure like the cutest baby bump ever, <laughs> but like even someone like you, I have a lot of moms, moms to be listening to the podcast. Yeah. How are you protecting your energy? I mean, we're just weeks away from a massive event. You just hit 500 downloads on the podcast. You know, you have Airbnbs, you have all the things, the peach house. How does someone like you protect your energy? Who is someone who has so much energy? Yeah. So I'm really intentional about 
like the environment that I'm curating first, like in my head, obviously, because that's something that I always can control, but also even the environment around me. So I do tiny little things like from a tactical perspective, this is really dorky, but I've been an entrepreneur since January of 2014. Mm -hmm. And every morning I brush my teeth. My husband used to be a dentist. So I do the full Sonicare rotation. And when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm thinking about what I'm excited for, for the day and like positive psychology uh, has a concept in it that I love, which is you're not responsible for your first thought. Like that's a freebie, but Mm -hmm. the second thought you're responsible for. So you can wake up in the morning and say like, I'm tired or like, oh, like, I don't know how I'm going to figure this out. And that's a freebie because you're human. So you're Mm -hmm. allowed to have a negative thought. But the second one you got to like take the reins of. And what I've noticed is the distance from getting out of my bed to going into the bathroom to brush my teeth. That like is my time where I can think whatever I want to think. But once I get my toothbrush in my mouth and I start like priming my brain for the day, I'm like, what am I excited about? And at the end of the day, when I'm doing that full sound of care rotation again, because I know this is something I'll never miss. Like I don't wash my hair every day, so I'm not going to have a routine in the shower. I'm not going to always do a workout every day, but I am, you know, like, what can I tie to something that I do daily and brushing my teeth is something I do twice a day, every day. So at the end of the night, during that sonic rotation in my head, I'm thinking about what I'm proud of myself for, for the day. And it can't be external things. It can't be, I sold out this program or this happened at one of our Airbnbs, or I got asked to speak at this thing or whatever. It can't be external shiny things. It's like, Keisha, you sat down and you wrote copy for a website and your squirrely brain struggles with sitting down and being present. You showed up to this conversation in a way that you like you stood up for yourself or you had a really tough conversation with someone that you needed to have or whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. where I'm literally thinking the entire time. And it's such a short amount of time, but I've done this every single day since 2014. We're we're talking about nine years later because it's so easy to do. Right. And so for anyone listening in, I like from a habit perspective to Mm -hmm. generate more energy, it's like, is there anything that you're doing daily that you can start to attach something that's Mm -hmm. supportive and conducive towards where you want to go? And then from a flow perspective, like even back when I was an entrepreneur, like building a business on the side, working in the corporate world, which was way back in 2015. But back then I was really aware of my own energy throughout the day. And when you're adding something to your already full plate, it's Mm -hmm. naturally going to be the first thing that goes when life gets crazy. If you don't tie it to something positive. So like, For example, now when I'm recording podcasts or writing any sort of content, I'm going to do that when I naturally have the highest energy. So like after a workout, after walking, after hanging out with a girlfriend that like when I leave, I feel more energized than when I, you know, even went into the conversation. So I'm really intentional about doing high energy things at high energy points of the day. Like Mm -hmm. I'll never waste energy in the morning if I'm really excited and like energetic on doing emails that could be done at 3 p.m. with like Gossip Girl in the background. Like I'm not going to do, you you know what I mean? Like I'm just not going to waste my energy. But the biggest life hack for sure for me is I am so intentional about how I feel when I leave people, whether Mm -hmm. that's through an interaction, like on the phone or in person, like the people that get that I spend time with, they are people that lift me up. It's not that they can't have a bad day, but it's like, I have to feel energized Mm -hmm. and I'm very intentional about taking inventory of the people that are around me. And if I don't feel energized by them, they don't get as much as my time. And I am ruthless about that. And it's really important. And a lot of people are scared to do that. They're like, oh, it's, it's my sister. I have to talk to her every single day. No, you don't. don't. Your sister is like sucking your soul or your sister is like digging at your confidence. Like it's your job to believe in you, Mm -hmm. but it's also your job to make sure you're curating a space that's supportive to where you want to go. And 
I'm a hardcore extrovert too. So I have to physically get in rooms with Mm -hmm. people often that look like the direction of where I'm headed, not Mm -hmm. just where I've been. So that all helps the energy. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so good. I was actually on a family vacation last week and we drove down there and I actually left 48 hours early because it was sucking my energy. And people were like, you can't leave. This is a family trip. And I was like, no, I'm 100% going to leave because I know it's like sucking my energy. It's not that I don't love my family or love the people that were there, but it was just like, I was there and my energy was being drained and I was like miserable. And it was like, I'm going to be so protective of that and go back home and do something protective with that. So I love that you said that and gave people permission for that, because I think so often we are, we're, we're nervous, we're scared to do those things. And my relationship with my family isn't different today. I just removed myself from a situation that just wasn't, wasn't aligning and wasn't fueling me to be my best self. Yeah. And even like the seasons, like, I feel like we don't talk about this often enough of like, even what you just expressed where like, there could be a season where you go on a different family trip and that time it is fully aligned. Or there could be seasons, like even right now being pregnant, where I'm like, I'm very aware of women in my community that are struggling with infertility. And I've said to people, like, if I, if it's uncomfortable for you to follow me on social media, you don't need a permission slip for me. Give it to yourself. If like, it's too hard for you to see someone who has a baby bump, who's like twerking in her mirror every day or whatever, like, then please like do what you need to support yourself and your energy. And I think we're sometimes afraid to do that because we're afraid of letting other people down. But I'm like, girl, please stop letting yourself down yeah. and stop not being on your own team. Cause you're the only person you're going to spend every single second with every single day for your whole freaking life. Yeah. So it's like, you're responsible. And like, let's stop putting the keys to our happiness in other people's pockets or mm-hmm. saying that we have to do something. Yeah. No, you don't, you yeah. know, we have to follow, we have to do this. We have to be in this program to do this. It's like, no, you absolutely don't. The other thing that you said several times on this podcast so far is like, you've been an entrepreneur for nine years, been an entrepreneur for almost 10 years. And I think people look at you and they're like, oh my God, she just hit 500 downloads on her podcast. She's doing all the things. She's got the Airbnb. Now she's doing live podcasts. She's got the events. It took you time. And I know it took you time to get there for the entrepreneur that wants it overnight is so focused on the million dollar year because she started her business seven minutes ago. What (laughs) is the advice that you have for her? Because I love this conversation for people who have been in the trenches for the real long game. Yeah. Like 500 episodes on a podcast is a crap ton of episodes. It's insane. I'm hitting, I'm in a hundred episodes next week and I'm proud. And then I saw yours. Holy shit. You should be proud. Cause like one of the things too, is like, you have to celebrate those little milestones along the way, not just because it sounds good, but because you're also giving yourself dopamine hits because it's hard. And I think for a lot of women like listening into this, that are entrepreneurs, if you are very visionary and you are a big dreamer, it's easy to look at the distance between where you are now and where you want to go and label that space as overwhelming or daunting, or how am I ever going to get there or compare your behind the scenes to somebody else's carefully curated content on Instagram, or even look at like, Keisha, you have almost 9 million downloads on your podcast. And I have this, it's like, we all start somewhere. right? And so for me, what I've noticed is like, First of all, it's normal when we live in this instant gratification, Amazon prime culture, where we're socialized to believe that if we get something more quickly, then it means like it's better or we Mm -hmm. should celebrate it more. And I just don't think that's the case because what's interesting is you know, I actually did a call with some of my podcasters in a program. And I was like, how many of you would love to have a hundred thousand downloads on your podcast this month? Mm -hmm. And the whole chat went ham, like me, 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 me. I was like, interesting because I would have never wanted that as a new podcaster Mm -hmm. because of the fact that I wasn't the person who had the confidence yet Mm -hmm. keyword yet, but I didn't have the confidence to handle 
you know, other people's feedback about me. Like I just, did, I did, I wasn't able to handle it. So when I think about the fact that there is a distance between where we are now and where we want to go, I actually look at that as your qualification period where it's like, you're learning the coping mechanisms. You're learning how to build confidence. You're learning how to have the team around you, the community around you. You're learning the skills. So when you get where you want to go, it doesn't all spontaneously combust because you got it too quickly. Mm-hmm. Like I would never want to have to be like this quote unquote overnight success. And yeah. you look at people that things that happened really quickly, it's like, they just don't, they can't sustain it. Yeah. And even for like, from like a fitness perspective, I feel like this is a really easy example. It's like, we think maybe you have a goal of like, I want to lose 15 pounds. Well, if you lost it tomorrow, you wouldn't have the habits and the yeah. eating patterns and the sleeping and the water and the like clothes. the stress management. The, yeah. You wouldn't yeah. have that to yeah. actually like maintain it. So it's like, I get the feeling and I think it's a very normal feeling of wanting to get there more quickly. But part of the reason that I think we set goals in the first place is because of the feeling that we think we're going to have from accomplishing that goal. Mm -hmm. And if you get it too quickly, you're robbing yourself of pride because you're the only person that knows how many times you wanted to give up. And like, you know, even hitting this milestone of like 500 episodes on the show. So incredible. It's like, I'm so proud of it because I also can look back in contrast to seasons of life. Like when my dad uh, or when my husband's dad was in hospice and I was still recording podcast episodes and it wasn't from this need of like, I have to in order to achieve, but it was like very therapeutic for me. And I'm like, it would have been so easy for me to stop my podcast then during like one of the hardest seasons in our life. But I know what it was like that I kept going anyway. So I'm so proud of the resilience. And like, to be honest, I'm even more proud of like 500 episodes than I am of like 9 million downloads because I can't control that as much as I can control my own consistency. So for anyone listening into this, like what are the controllable things and what does success look like to you in this season of life? And how can you build up your own confidence? Cause you've got to be on your own team. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I don't want people to get it so quickly that they don't have the skills to maintain it because unfortunately, if you can't maintain it and it all spontaneously combusts, you might create a story that you're not deserving of it or that you don't know how to handle it. And then you give up on your dreams. And that's not only just robbing you of the fulfillment of like achieving your dreams, but it's also robbing all the other people that -hmm. it would have been impacted as a byproduct of you actually going for it and then going for the next goal. Mm -hmm. Like I want people to look back at the path that they took towards getting where they want to go and be like, damn, look how far I've come. Like, (laughs) look how much I've grown. If you have no path, you have nothing to look back on. Yeah, it it, it is. It's so good. And I think even like looking at myself, who's about to hit a hundred episodes next week, the same thing. It's like, so many times I could have quit. Like there were so many things this year that yeah. happened in life. And it's like really celebrating. And I love that perspective shift of like really celebrating what I've done because I can't control the download. I can't control yeah. who shared it. I can't control all that, but I can control that every single week I showed up. And, yeah. and every single week I asked like killer people to be on my podcast, right? I've had like the most epic people on this year. And it's like, those are the things that I can control, nothing else. So I love that reframe. Yeah. yeah. I love that well, reframe. It's interesting too, because like, I'm sure on like, you know, on both of our podcasts, it's like, we're talking about comparison often and things like that. And we know not to compare ourselves to other people, but what I've actually struggled with way more than that is comparing myself to a prior version of myself when the circumstances were different. Right. So like for like anyone listening in, it's like, so even me, like, like first trimester of pregnancy, I was like borderline narcoleptic. I have no idea what was going on with me, but I was like 
I was crying to my husband and I was like, what if I never have energy? And I was like literally comparing myself to a prior version of me pre-pregnancy when I had all this energy versus first trimester when I was like nap queen. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And I was like, wait a second. I know better than this. Like this is a different season of life than what the season that I was in even six weeks prior. So I'm digging at my own self-confidence if I'm comparing myself now to that season, but it doesn't even have to be pregnancy. It's like, for a teacher listening into this, right? Like during the summer, maybe you have more time to focus on your business or the brand that you're building. But during like the fall, it's like, you don't have as much time because now you're back in your teaching job. And then you're frustrated that you're not making as much progress, but you literally don't have as much time or you're navigating a tough season in your marriage or in your health or whatever. And it's like, girl, okay, let's give ourselves grace and let's decide what success in this exact season of life. Mm-hmm. And that's where we like narrow focus. I know that showing up for that season is going to get us closer to the big vision. Yeah. I, I love that. I love really focusing on like where you're at in that specific season. I think that makes a huge yeah. thing. And I think a lot of people do, they compare themselves to like where they were like, Oh, I, I used to be able to do this, but really it's like, where are you at right now? Um, I talk about this a lot on the podcast. You know, I suffer from a lot of health, health issues some chronic health issues. And I'm always saying like, well, I know six months ago, I used to be able to do this. Or a year ago, I used to be able to do this, or I used to be able to serve my clients like this. And it's like, even hearing you again say that, it's like really celebrating where I am right now. Yes. What I can do versus like, I, even again, just this week, I was like, oh my God, am I ever going to be able to get back to where I was? And it's like, quit comparing yourself to that and really focus in on like, how can you serve today in the capacity that you're at today? Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it's really interesting because I think we forget how much whatever season it is that we're navigating is so inspiring to other people, because I just believe we're all a testimony of what's possible for other people. So it's like you in whatever situation you're in going through the like hard thing that you're going through in your health or in your marriage or in your business or your career, whatever, somebody is watching you navigate this season and they're borrowing belief that if she can do it, I can too. So it's like every single season that you're going through is serving you. And I know you can relate to this Jillian where it's like, we think that we want it to be like rainbows, butterflies and happy unicorns and like high fives. And like, I'm crushing it. My business is on fire. Like I'm dominating, <laughs> but I never learn anything. No. Like it's fun. It's fun being at that stage. And I'm like the queen of like celebrating, but I never learn anything. I have to fall down so mm-hmm. that I can build up grittiness and resourcefulness and resilience mm-hmm. and have that evidence to look back on of the tough seasons that I navigated to then feel proud of myself later. Mm-hmm. And like, I just don't want us to be robbing ourselves of that or wishing away the season that we're in mm-hmm. uh, because it is all serving us. Even when it doesn't feel like it in the moment, in the future, you'll look back and be like, oh, that's why that had to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what it taught me that I couldn't have learned if this thing didn't happen. You know? Yeah, I love that. And I, I think that, that is so true. I think we do we do go through these seasons and we have this resilience and we almost have to celebrate like what we're actually actually going through. So that is yeah. so good. I know that you have a huge event coming up, which is going to be absolutely yeah. epic. If you have been living under a rock and you don't know what Empower Her is, <laughs> tell the audience what it is, how they can be part of it and everything that they have going on. You're so awesome. So Empower Her is my live event, which is going to be hundreds of women here in Denver, Colorado, where I live September 22nd through the 24th. And what I love the most about it is like, when I've gotten myself physically into rooms, it's like, you're creating this container where you're getting out of your daily life. And like for why we do three-day events is also just because I feel like it's more immersive where it's like, you're forced to really get out of your day-to-day life 
you're sitting in a room and the vibration of the room is next level of being Mm -hmm. around women that like they hear your vision. They're like, yes, girl, how can I support you? Like I felt often, especially early on when I was in the corporate world, building a business on the side, I felt very alone because I had this big vision and it felt like it was so different than like my peers and even my now husband, then boyfriend. Like I just had this vision and like people didn't get it. And I was like, is there something wrong with me? And yeah. I would just like ugly cry. I just had my today with a girlfriend. She was like, yeah. I don't know. Why are you running across the country to move to Arizona from Michigan? I'm like, you just don't get it. Yeah. And it's hard when you're like yeah. defending yourself. Yeah. So I've been really intentional about curating spaces where like, it is very come with me. Let's figure out life together, which is the whole brand of my show, but it's more so like the women that come to an event like this, like they value transparency and they want those deep connections where it's like people that look like the direction of where you're headed. And obviously we bring in like killer keynote speakers. And yes. it's funny because our lineup is amazing, but and like, like some of the top speakers in the entire world have come to these events, which is so cool, but it's not even just the speakers. It's just about getting yourself physically into a room where you are then forcing yourself to be like, how can I get more clarity on the direction that I want to go? How can I get more confidence that I'm worthy and capable of it? And then how can I get more connections with other people around me that can help support me in getting where I want to go? And you just don't know what puzzle piece you might be missing that you could literally be sitting by in a room with hundreds of women. So yeah, if people are interested, I'm so excited about it. It's September 22nd through the 24th in Denver. You can check it out at empowerherlive2023.com. Yeah, you guys get in that room. And, I, and it's absolutely so true what you said. I have been to so many events and speakers are great. Dance parties yeah. are great. All of those things are great. But I will tell you, the best things that I've ever walked away from from live events were the people that were sitting next to me, yes. sitting behind me a conversation at night, someone I met on a break, a bathroom break, something like that, that literally transformed me, whether it was a collaboration, a podcast swap, an idea, something like that. So even without speakers, getting in a room with other entrepreneurs is a game changer for your business. And like, who doesn't love to meet people in real life? Oh my God. Especially because I feel like there's still a lot of us that are like zoom fatigued in general, where it's like the in-person, like getting to hug people and you know, like we talked about at the beginning of this whole, like, if it's not being represented the way you think it should, sometimes it's because you're supposed to be the representation. And one of the things personally for me this year is like, I've been to so many freaking events, Mm -hmm. but I never see really, really pregnant women Mm -hmm. on stages. And at Mm -hmm. the time of this event, I'm going to be 34 weeks pregnant, which is basically like I ate a watermelon. Yeah. Um, Basically the baby's about to pop off basically. And I'm like, gosh, like, I really, and I like manifested, like, and I'm so grateful for it, but I'm like, I wanted to show that this is possible. Mm -hmm. And I think like, it's that, and like, you can build an amazing business and you can have a family or you can build an amazing business and have an amazing marriage. You can be nomadic and you can have a career you're obsessed with. Like we're so multi-passionate. And so that's a big theme of the event is like, you can do it all and it's going to look different for everyone, but like come here and we'll help you figure out what it is that you want. You know? Oh my God. I absolutely love that. You guys slide into Keisha's DMs, get to know her and then get into her event. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Keisha, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Congratulations on the baby. Congratulations thank on the event. You. 500 episodes on the podcast. And I cannot wait to continue to follow along. Uh, thank you, Jillian. I appreciate you, girl. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts? Or take a screenshot and share it on social media. And don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. 
I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.